Evening. Welcome back to the Dirty Mike. I'm here with Kyla. Where what? Man doesn't even know his name. Sam. Sam, what's going on, guys? Thank you so much for being here. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, please be aware that there is foul language, and if you don't like that, keep it stepping. So, what's going on in the world today? Uh, I know you guys have a bunch of stuff going on. I think you, all three of you, are about to be leaving, leaving Japan and back into America. Yes, for a little bit. Me for a little bit. Sam for a lot of bit. <laughs> a lot I'm of gone. Being tired. Both of you getting out. Yeah. When are you getting out? September twenty fifth. Yeah. Everything goes the way I want to. August. August for you. September for you. What skill bridge? Yeah. What about you? April schooling. Two months of school. Yep. I got to stand for a little longer. Got to rack the dough, you know? I spent too much time drinking at the bars. Oh, man. That fucked me up a little bit. Man, I stopped a little early. <laughs> I don't go out like that no more. It's too expensive. What did we used to spend, like, $400 a night? Dang. God. Those were the days. It's a lot of money. We had a girlfriend It was, like, $600 a night. <laughs> Facts. Got to be the guy paying. Always, man. Eh. Equal rights by ass. So, what's going to be the thing you miss the most about Japan? Cleanliness. Ooh, that one. For sure. But how nice the people are. Like, when I first got here, I got lost. I was trying to go to get ramen. Did not know where I was going. And this Japanese lady just walked me the entire way. It was like 15 minutes out of her direction. Mm-hmm. Man. You don't get that in the States, bro. Ain't that true? I got lost in the Tokyo train station. Oh, my just God. Just at my GPS. It's too deep underground. And they just, where do I go? And some random person, may I help? Yeah. I had to teach myself how to look at the colors and follow the, the yeah. colors on the ground and all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense once you look at it and you take a breath. You slow down. Yeah. I just worked about missing that train. You're nervous. You're like, oh, shit. I don't know where I'm at. I don't even know how to tell nobody how to get to me. Just slow down. It takes like six months, I feel like, to get used to all that stuff. Yeah, roughly. It was, the, the first time we went out in the Ginza, it was like culture shock. I couldn't even find a place to eat, bro. I was like Googling shit. Yeah. Does if you don't know what place takes you in, you don't know what place takes cart. Mm. And they're all like so small compared to the States, too. Like in the States, like a restaurant is a restaurant. You can see big sign dog shit. stuff. That fucked really me up, dude. All these little restaurants... Uh, tucked away in little cubbies and you're like oh shit and you walk in and there's like 10 feet of space just packed with uh, seats and tables and then you're just like smushed eating ramen you're like this is how y'all eat oh there's a place that's right right by the Albuquerque Bridge and it's called uh, Luna Dicks and when I tell you the bottom of it is maybe about the size of this table swear and then they have the top. It looks like a house. It's literally in a triangle, and you sit up there, and you just, if you're tall, like six feet, oh, you don't make it. Your head hits everything. Well, that's crazy. Well, most Japanese aren't six feet, so yeah, makes sense. I hate that bar. I go out of my way to find those little places. Yeah, they're good. Like, if, if I'm by myself, if I don't have the family, just get lost and then find a tiny little hole in the wall. I did that when I first got my car out here. It's just get in my car, just drive. I'd be like, hmm, that looks interesting. I'm going to go eat there. You'd be surprised they're cheaper, too. You can get, like, a 
big ass bowl of ramen for like 600 yen. You're like, are you serious right now? Yen exchange rate, you have it down to like four bucks yeah. for a yeah. full meal. You use your card, it's like 350. Yeah. Like, so. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, Went and got lost this weekend, and I, I, it's like, man, do I want some coffee? And everything's closed, and I stumble upon this house that has, like, an open sign on it. House? Like a house, house? Uh, in the middle of a mountain. Going Like, I'm just following the river coming down, and it's a retired Japanese Air Force guy. And he speaks English and has like he's typed up an English menu. He roasts his own beans there, like the day the start of the day he roasts his own beans and then makes coffee. It's a straight up coffee shop out of his house. And he cures his own bacon. And yeah. I was just amazed by this place. It was just completely mesmerizing. I want his life. Such a nice dude and I get done with this coffee, like you select out of all the different types of coffee. Picked, of course, his because he had he had done it there. I wanted the experience. And then even being fasted, he was like, try this food. And I'm like, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> so I tried it. I swear, the best bacon and eggs oh. and like toast I'd ever had. Could just taste the love in it. Got done. Spent over an hour in there talking with this dude. And below. 700 yen. See? Stuffed. And where is the I have the place. I'll, I'll send the link out. If you're ever in, if you're ever in Japan, yeah. But for y'all, for sure, it was it was a good time. Slept him a, a a really long Google review. Yeah, ended up responding on it. What? Even even now, it's had like fifty thousand looks. It's just crazy. Jeez. They don't they don't social media, you know. So these places are just these little hole in the wall corners, and you hope that it makes out. That's awesome. I'm gonna miss it. I gotta come back. <laughs> He's gonna go every weekend. Get lost. I do. I I every Sunday I leave. I, whether it be walking or biking, I jump on a video call with family member or friends. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about today is like keeping in contact with friends. But I'll I'll jump on a, a FaceTime call with family or one of my old friends, and I'll just give them a tour of Japan. We'll spend hours on the phone, have a battery bank hooked up, and I have the camera facing outward. And I just give them a tour of Japan, and then we find little hole-in-the-wall places. That's so cool. Just get, get cool. to see stuff. They get a tour of someplace they ain't never been, and it's a fun time. Heck Put that yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. I think about it. One of the guys I follow, uh, Tokyo Lens, and he he posts and has all his trips, and he just records and get to see all the sleepy little parts of Japan. Oh, and that would have been so perfect for like it would have been nice man I'd love to but I'm always on the phone you know what I mean I'm not recording when I do it so you gotta get a GoPro I have one I don't know why I don't use it <laughs> just strap it on yeah I'm trying to make this thing a mobile thing where we can just meet people and talk about it like I have an appointment to meet with somebody out in town mm. uh, and talk about it because this area of Japan it's so filled with like elderly yeah. yeah, and everything's so dated, but it's such a cool place if you go out and find stuff. And if they were to only have a social media presence or a Google presence, you could boost the tourism and and times with people coming out and like going out and finding stuff. People come out here to see the ships and eat hamburgers. It's like, it is true. There's so much more. You want to go mobile? There's plenty of go on Amazon, and you can find like the 
the microphones that you just connect to the bottom of your phone. Yeah. And it sits, you have two that connects to that one little port, sits on your shirt the entire time. Mm. It's great quality. So what are you looking forward to the most going back to America? You're about to be out for real. Honestly, probably the freedom. You know, it's going to be a little bit different, of course, than like over here. Because over here we have freedom, but it's not quite the same. You know, like if I get a job over there and I hate it and it sucks, whatever, I quit. You know, right. find a better one, quit. You know, um, food places, just go wherever you want, do whatever you want. You know? Don't have to take leave, you know. A contract does make work. quitting difficult, doesn't it? <laughs> Man. I swear I only go to work because I can go to jail if I don't show up enough. Yeah. <laughs> that is the benefit of the military, though, when it comes to time off, dude. Leave? Oh, my God. You can leave work for 30 days. What is it in the States? Is like a normal job, two weeks a year? Two weeks of vacation, yeah, I think. Two weeks of vacation, and that's only paid vacation. If you go over those two weeks, you're not getting paid for it. That's the one thing I'm going to miss is being able to, like you said, go on vacation for 30 days and do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah. And then just come back. And then not to mention baby leave. Oh, my God. 90 days. 90 days. Yeah. See you later. F -f -f I'm not working this year, man. What's it really <laughs> fucked us over. So that is Hey, it really has, though. What do we have, like, three people on baby leave at once? Right. At one point, yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Congratulations to them, though. Yeah. But I'm I'm scared, man, being institutionalized doing damn near two decades. Mm -hmm. Government service, 30 days off. Expectations, it's just set. And I'm so ingrained with it. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm glad that you're excited to go back and and be a part of the civilian workforce. But for me, it's absolutely terrifying. I don't know how you cope with it. I think that is my, I think that's why my dad hasn't gotten out in 33 years. Not yeah. not that he's scared of it. He just like, his mind is just military. He's used to it. That's all he knows. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that he sees that, you know, like you, you clearly see it and you're worried about it. Yeah. Him, him he's like, why well, I need to get out? Why well, I need to get out? Dude, because you've already been in long enough to like get out, bro. Spend time, spend time with the family, man. God damn. I'm coming up on more time in service than civilian. And it's it's a really, it's a, it says a lot, at least in my head. Like, yeah. I mean, exactly how long have you been in? 18. Yeah. Like my entire life right there. I was three. How long have that have you been overseas? Yeah, I believe I've been overseas my entire career. I only did one station in the States. Oh, so you have culture shock coming back too. I don't go back. I've been, so I, I took leave a couple of times and I went back to the States and everybody was still doing the exact same thing. Exact same thing. I don't know why they do that shit. It doesn't change. Manager. I'm, I'm going to be a manager. And yet You said that three years ago when I left. I'm going to be manager. You're, you're still serving burgers. Mm -hmm. Just to make an extra $3 an hour or some shit. Yeah, I, I mean, at that point, start your business, man. Facts. It's not even hard anymore in the States. I mean, there's so much it's opportunity, not. I feel like. We're, like, so restricted in this, you know, like, I'm sure there's extra ways to make money in the military, but for the most part, you don't even have the time to do it. Depending on your job. Like, with our job. No. No. There's no time. We don't have the time. We work like, to get off to go back to work. Yeah, that is true. 
sick anymore. I'll say if 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 somebody wants to join the military, be an MA because this life is simple. It's simple. That is it true. It sucks in some cases, but it is simple. The amount of off time we have compared to other people is immaculate. To be fair, I'd say it sucks if you don't have like a great mindset. Like if you just come to work every day and be like, oh, fuck this shit. I hate it here. You're never going to get through a day. Like, no. Yeah, of course not. I learned that the hard way. Like when I first got here, I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. Like, fuck this place. Like, I was doing everything I possibly could to get in trouble. Jeez. Mm, and it just, it happened eventually, but that was on my own. And you dodged a lot of it. I dodged a lot of it, but it was just like, man, like, I don't want to be here. You got to change your thoughts from negative to positive, man. If you can't get out of it, get into it. I can be a lot happier. The minute I did that, oh, my life just flipped around. Like, I smile now. I have a fucking, I have a fucking smile. I don't know when the last mm-hmm. fucking smile, man. This guy. I mean, the people also make it, though, right? Because, I mean, we love the people we work with for the most part. Like, we can kind of yeah, like a joke on and stuff. If it was just work all day long. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a bunch of mid people, like, I would not want to be here at all. Truth be told, when I do leave, I'm going to miss majority. I won't say all, but majority of the people that we work with. Same. I want to keep in contact, but it's going to be hard with people still being in the military versus them getting out, but I think we can find a way to make it work. It's all about people. It's all about people. It's all about timing. You know, you show up and you're with a group of just toxic, shitty people. Time sucks. You get there and they're just great people and you get to have great conversations. Deep thought, deep time. Work ain't even work. Yeah. No, it's honestly not. I don't even think today was work, man. That's the only reason I'm worried about Guam. Because it's going to be such a tight little group that I'm going to be with. You know? It's like like being on a team where everybody hates you or everybody likes you. That's exactly what it's going to be like. Like a sports team, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've had that before. Or it's like, why the fuck is this kid keep showing up? Fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like a 50-50. You're either going to hate it or love it. Yeah. Yeah. Guam's an awesome place, man. Tell you, it's been the best time of my life. Okay, sweet. It's an absolutely amazing place. And being out with the crew you're going to be with, it's you're going to have a good time. Some really good people out there. And post so, pictures, dude. Post pictures? Post pictures, dude. I post pictures. Shit. I deleted all my pictures off social media. I think I'm going to get rid of social media, actually. I know I don't have a footprint. Yo. Oh, I social can't media the devil. The time I posted on social media, say. Like, I think maybe it was my 21st, and I hadn't posted since New Year's before that. Social media is the devil, dude. How come I... Oh, God. <laughs> you just... Oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm taking shit. I'm going to whip out freaking... Uh, Insta. Insta. Oh, first video, someone's getting shot in the face. Scroll down, like, five vi- videos, five pictures. Oh, there's a girl with the fucking see-through shirt. Like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, there's no filter anymore on social media. I don't want to this shit. Bro, have you been on Facebook lately? No, have you been Angel. on Twitter lately? No, nah, I don't use Twitter. That's nothing up for now. Yeah. That's not even Twitter anymore. It's X. Yeah, it's X now. But Twitter is wild. Mm. I can't even open it around kids, because, like, you never know what you're going to see. Dear God. Another earthquake. <laughs> Accident. So, in your time in the service, like, do you keep in contact with any of your friends? Is there anybody that you still keep 
keep in contact with? Like, how does friends work over the last, you know, four years? May talk every four months. Yeah. You may talk every day. I have friends that I talk to every day. I have friends I talk to every week. Some of them I probably haven't talked to in years, but I know that when I do go back, we link up. It's going to be the same love that we have for each other since the beginning. What about you? Like I said, I mean, there's there's a few, you know, but I feel like your priorities change. You know, the older you get going in the military and all that, you see a lot of things differently. The people who you were cool with before, you kind of see through it a little bit more. You know, you're like, all right, you weren't a great person, you know, to actually be around. You know, you weren't helping me be any better. You were full of shit. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, I had some shitty friends back in the day who I thought were just 18 people. And I leave and you start seeing all this stuff and you're like, all right, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. This one, this one's decent. You know, it's exactly what my friends thought about me. I was a dipshit to my friends. I was an asshole. I'll admit it. But most of my close friends know that I'm not a texter or a caller. You know, I only text like four people. My mom, my dad, whoever I'm in a relationship with and my brother. Everybody else, I will not text you or call you. But if we hang out, we're going to have a good time, you know? I'll talk to you and all that shit. You're still able to pick up where you left off? Yeah, 100%. 100%. To be fair, I'm not a texter or caller either. I'm the same with you. I talk to my mom, my dad, and my fiance. That's pretty much it. But if you call me, if you call me, I'll answer. Like, I'll answer if I have time to talk. If I'm not busy talking to those main three people, then I'll answer. We can have a conversation. but. I've also learned that a phone works both ways. If you don't call me and I'm the person that's constantly calling you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just stop calling. Let's see how long it takes for you to call me. See how much I truly mean to you. Damn. Jeez. I mean, how often do you guys talk to your families? Like, realistically? I talk to my mom every day. Every day my mom texts me. Sometimes I don't text her back, and then I guess my heart hurts a little bit, so I'm like, damn, I need to. You guys never feel, like, disconnected? No. My mom is my best friend. I talk to her every day. Like, she'll call me if I don't talk to her within two days and go, I haven't heard your voice in two days. Are you okay? Like, yeah, I've just been busy. My bad. I get cussed out. Like, she be ready to tear me into an asshole, bro. That's interesting because I feel like, I guess the longer you're in the military, at least for me, like, the more disconnected I felt from that stuff. Like, you go home and, like, everything picks back up. Or you call them and it picks back up. But, like, the day-to-day, it's super easy to get, like, busy and caught up in your own stuff and like forget to text back or forget to check in or whatever you know it's true i mean it's it's always easy for you to just send a hey i'm alive you know yeah that's all my mom wants i'm in a foreign country i'm her only child she just wants to know that i'm alive yeah i had a very different relationship over over the years you know people get jaded and bitter for things that happened when i was a kid but as we grow and i feel like the military ages you, or it, it takes real life and, and it amplifies it and magnifies it, as uh, Jocko has said, that, you know, it's just, it's just an intense version of what is real life, and it aged me a lot, and I was able to, I think if I was a civilian, I probably wouldn't have gotten past some of those things. I would have been really slow to reconnect with my family. A hundred percent. But seeing so many people meeting so many people meeting so many shitty people good people taking the good taking the bad making myself someone who i'd want to be around as it definitely is an experience that i don't think i would have had 
I stayed someplace for 30 years. Yep. And I was definitely able to get over that stuff with, with my family and reconnect. And I now, at this point in my life, I, I call them every day. Just a video chant. It used to be just my mom and my mom and my dad. Now I have a group a group call where I, I call them on the way to work. Just with a time difference. Yeah. So I'm able to call them every day and just say hello. I know it's affected my parents' life quite a bit. I've been pretty disconnected from like my siblings for a long time. But reconnecting with them and just kind of figuring out, you know, where we are and picking up kind of where we left off. I definitely have a relationship with them now that I don't think I would have had if I was in the States. You know, I, I can totally understand being disconnected, being 15 hours different and the other side of the world with totally different people and so many, so many different opportunities to connect with somebody. It's made me closer just because I'm never there. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what holidays any are anymore. I talked about this in a in a course earlier this week. Not knowing what is a holiday. That's something that's scared for me reintegrating like off time. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh, oh my God. What? Oh, it's New Year's. I'm working. Yeah, of course. So I don't think I think people like coming from the civilian world and they look at people in the military, they don't realize that like the people you meet throughout your service they become family so like yeah you have the family you were born into that you know the village that you were raised with but you kind of create your own village because without the people like you got sitting here I probably wouldn't be sitting here today like it's just certain things like I've been through so much since I've been out here and without the military and without the people that are sitting around me and the people that are not here lord knows Absolutely. Man. Don't be that outcast in your little village, bro. Because come holiday season, nobody likes you. You ain't doing shit for holidays, bro. <laughs> I'm 100% I'll that t- outcast. I will tell you what. The black sheep, man. <laughs> Have you guys ever moved before, or is this your first time being overseas? Uh, it's my first time being overseas. I've traveled overseas, but never lived. First time overseas. I moved, I've moved a lot, though. Never really moved to be honest. Having had to move overseas, did it make you live a more simplistic life? Like, did you have to decide what to bring with you or not? Did that affect you, or is everything just still back in the States, ready for when you get back? No, for me, I'm a big sneakerhead. So, like, the main thing I wanted was my game system and my shoes. I was like, I'll go buy clothes when I get there. I pretty much bought my entire life over here, and pretty much threw majority of it away by the time I got here and realized how many places I can go buy shoes and clothes. So my entire wardrobe has changed in the last four years that I've been here. What about you? He's he's still been wearing the same clothes from seventh grade. Yeah, same same beaters. Don't tell me that. I've seen your shirts, bro. Don't play with me. The Converse's. I have have one shirt. (laughs) Four years old. That's my favorite. (laughs) And that one will stay. Of it, course. Of course he goes into his favorite. It, you know how many of my favorite shirts I've thrown in the trash? It's time to retire, dude. I'm, it won't stretch out, bro. It's over. The collar does not stretch. It's I'm perfect. waiting for the day you get fat that it doesn't fit. So then you can't wear it anymore. I'm get fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, too much age, age affects age, age affects some things. My mom always tells me, wait till you turn 40. Mm, sure. That's in like 20 years. I got, I got 19. 
19 years. Are you intending to rent or buy when you get back? I want my own. I'm, hmm, I used to want my own, but with my parents being up in age, I'm not prepared for them to, you know, pass away or anything like that. But we have land that is being passed over. So I don't want to buy a house in the city and then have to turn around and still take care of another house that is passed along to me when my parents do get called home. So it's just like, I don't know. It's up to, it's really up to my fiance and what she wants to do. I follow her lead. She's like the mom of the relationship. And she got you on a leash. Hey man, a tight one. Okay. It's. I enjoy it. That means I can't do too much and I save my money. I don't want to know what you guys do in the bedroom, bro. I didn't ask that. <laughs> oh, whoa. Don't even get started on it. Hey, we, hey, we don't get that deep now. Hold on now. What about you? I mean, it's coming up quick. Are you intending to rent, live with family, buy? So it's like, it's 50-50. You know, I would love to have my own house, a little bit of land, you know, get some horses, maybe some dogs, stuff like that. But honestly, I feel like renting's a much better option. You know, rent for a little while, save up some money. Don't feel like you debt for a mortgage, you know. So we'll see. It really just depends on what's around the area. I mean, with home prices, mortgages, even rent right now, it's through the roof. Yeah. I saw one-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. for $1,900. I said there's no fucking way. It all depends where you're going. Oh, this was in the hood. Texas? Yes. The hood. Like, it's where I'm from. 19. They're, what's the word? It starts with a G. Ghetto? I can't say it. No, not not ghetto. <laughs> uh, what they do when they move everybody out. Gentrification. That's the word. Hmm. They're gentrifying everything of where I've been. So, like, you're so used to seeing, you know, hood rats. They're walking around, pants is hanging, guns, smoking weed doing everything like that, and you're starting to see a more more diverse now where you're just seeing everybody. And I went home, and I was like, there's no fucking way. At first, nobody would come here. Now everybody's here. Mm. So no more hood rats, just pimps, right? No more hood rat shit, man, just pimps. Oh, yeah. Guys are out of your mom. <laughs> shit. High-quality hood rats. I think you're hey, on the line on this one, mate. <laughs> Making a day to them. Yeah. <laughs> so having like met so many people coming from an area, say, as you say, hood rat stuff, and myself definitely not coming from money, you can get a little miserable being stuck in like one place. Yeah. But you can also be miserable wherever you're at. How how have you adjusted your mindset to? be able to come from that and then plan to go back to it and not be miserable. I don't plan to go back. Where are you going? So, like, like I don't plan to go back. So, like, you know how you say you, you don't come from a lot of money. I didn't either. And so I don't plan to go back to where I was when I left. Like, I don't plan to have to worry about what I'm going to eat if I can afford to spend my money out to go out to eat with my fiance or go out to eat with my mom and my dad. I don't ever want to go back that far. Now, will there be a little struggle adjusting from not getting paid? On the 1st and the 15th. Yeah, on the 1st and the 15th. Yeah, it's going to be a little struggle. You're going to have to budget your money different, but I don't ever plan to go back to where I was when I left. You mean like the same town or like 
the lifestyle. I'm fine with the town. Town is fine. I love it there. That's where I was born and raised. But the lifestyle, like, I did a bunch of wild shit when I was younger. And I don't... Do elaborate. To go back here. I Let's wait till we're out of the military. I'll tell you all those stories. But, like, it's just, I don't ever want to have to worry about, oh, I just lost my job. How am I going to feed my family? And I've watched my mom go through that, and she made it work. It was just me, her, and my dad, and my grandma at the time, and she made it work. We went on trips. We did vacations. But I know deep down inside, she was wondering, how the hell am I going to pay bills? Dude, speaking of family, I was thinking about something the other day because there was kind of like a pregnancy, pregnancy scare. Mm. For you? And I was like, shit, if I have a kid, I'm going to have to stop buying stuff I want to buy, you know? I'm going to have to start buying diapers and cribs and baby food or whatever. It's expensive. It changes your whole life. I I can already, I barely can survive on my own with this shit, with my lifestyle. That's what I'm saying. Like jujitsu, gym, like doing all that kind of stuff, snowboarding. Golfing, like, dude, I'm going to have to start selling some stuff. Yeah. Golf club's got to go, buddy. That car you got? Uh, no, no, I got on my car. Your car got to go. That's the last thing that's going. <laughs> but no, not if it works out with twins or something along those lines. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't fitting it in that car. It got to go. <laughs> Integrating back into to the to actually being a part of a local community where you intend to stay, like, how do you plan to, like, provide value to your community? I, me and Sam were actually talking about starting a business mm. where I'm from and also where he's from. And it's going to be like a private security type thing where we're giving veterans, obviously we're vetting them, but giving veterans and homeless people to, a way to get off the street. You want If you want to get off the street that bad, we'll give you a job. We'll, you may not be able to carry a gun, but we'll give you something to do. You'll get a paycheck. You can get off the street and potentially get back in good graces with your family because a lot of people that are homeless they're homeless because they don't have relationships with their family because they're either drug addicts they've stolen they've been to jail it's just all different type of things are you both from texas no 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 i'm from virginia i just when i was in texas for anc school i really liked texas and then um my wife she grew up in northern texas for a little bit of her time and she loves it it's close to her family so feel like go back to Virginia for a little bit and then move to Texas at some point, you know? Wonderful. So you plan to set up this business in Texas? Yeah. The first one will be in Texas. Start it in Texas, branch out other states eventually. Take it. So what's the business model? What's the plan? For now, we're still like... Yeah, you guys are... Throwing out ideas. Yeah, we're throwing out ideas. conversation. It's mainly just like... It's a private security thing. Obviously, we want to go higher. We want to get, like, DOD contracts with the military and everything like that. But, obviously, to start that business, you have to start small. So it's going to be, you know, like clubs, restaurants. If somebody has a venue and they want a security guard to watch the door, nobody comes in, especially in Texas, of where we want to start it. That's a, it's a pretty rough town. So it's like you don't want anything bad happening while you're having a, a 50th birthday party. You know, you want a security guard. Well, we could provide one. Mm-hmm. Start small, get as big as we can, you know? It's just a vision for now, but we plan on putting it into work. Who ya? Navy. No, it's, it is. It's, but 
it's definitely for me just thinking about setting up that kind of life. It's it's definitely scary. I'm glad you have a plan or at least a vision and a way to proceed forward with it. But what to do? Yeah. And just keep swimming. Break my boys. Keep. And Nemo said, <laughs> I "That was Dory, man." Yeah, my boy Nemo. Dory. That's what I mean. <laughs> I loved it. It <laughs> sounded so for sure. <laughs> what about you? I know you're planning on doing another job, uh, both going into law enforcement and then starting a private business. But you are you going to be a, a part of the community or do you feel you'll be kind of off to yourself because of your experiences with the military? No, I mean, growing up, we were always super involved in like community events and stuff like no matter what was going on we'd always kind of just show up um it was like fundraisers like whatever is going on and then obviously doing law enforcement i feel like i'll get into the community in like a really big way you know community policing you know, talk to as many people as possible so i mean i'm excited for that aspect of it too because you get to meet a lot of new people too and it's not like japan where the language barrier is going to be there and all that so yeah you uh i'd say you talk a lot, so you should be able to make some friends. Yeah, it tends to work out pretty well. <laughs> it's another thing that I just worry about, though, is just being able to being a part of a community and having such a long experience of just attempting to make a positive impact or provide value in people's lives, mm-hmm. being a part of this team or family, whatever you want to call it. And how do I translate that into life after the military? That's crazy. I mean, that's scary more than crazy, but I don't know. Like, what do you think? How do you think you would do it? That, that's my main concern. I, I'm yes, sitting no. here, I'm yes, sitting no. here with being not young, right? Going back to whatever community that we do end up settling in and being an active part of the community, which I try to do wherever we go, but. There's not going to be people asking for mentorship or life experience or all the things that I'm used to, you know, providing. That's just a part of my life now. And all that just kind of going away, looking for a sense of purpose. Whatever it is, whatever community you're a part of, you want to be a part of it. I don't want to be sent off in a corner somewhere on the side of a hill and just... You know, I can see him... Joining his community and becoming like an ROTC teacher in one of the schools. Oh, there you go, right there, right there. Damn, you can get me- you can get mentorship, life advice, especially if it's the branch that you ran. Oof. I did ROTC in high school. I did too, all four years. Really? Yep. I dropped out my first year, and then uh. I went back my second year because I didn't want to cut my hair. But then I ended up cutting my hair for wrestling. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go back to ROTC. I didn't want to do it at first because, like, I had no intentions of joining the military. And that's what I thought it was all about. Like, you're in ROTC, you have to join the military. So I I stuck with the class my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, I was like, I'm doing a lot of shit that needs to change. I'm kind of considering the military. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we're we're in the Navy, but... My ROTC was Army. I was so gun-ho of joining the Army. But when I was 17 years old, time to sign that contract, Mama and Papa Bear said no. 
Mm. Second, we're not signing it. And I was like, well, I'll wait till I'm 18. And they was like, hmm, you won't live in our house without a job or a career. And I was like, dude, I got a friend maybe it is. just like that, too. I mean, I wasn't mad. I, I'm grateful for it, though. Justin? Yeah. Um, his parents say all the time, like, you need to get out, you need to get out, you need to come home, you need to come work with me, work with me. That's what his dad says. And I could see it in him. He just wants to say, I don't want to be a piece of shit anymore. Not saying his dad's a piece of shit. It's just his lifestyle he was living. And he talks about it a lot. And we all do, literally, yeah. all of it, all the time. We're like, back home, I would have still been a fucking idiot. You know, emotionally connected to the friends we had, just trying to fit in, always trying to fit in. And that's one thing I realized in the military. It was like, you don't got to fit in, dude. Just be just you. Just be you. Just be you. People will like you. And stop talking shit about people, too. That's another thing. God damn. Mm. We are running out of time, and I'm going to have to close up here soon. But my final question would be, like, the culture shift over your time in. Obviously, there's a huge shift over my my time. But going back, like, what kind of culture shift, especially going home on leave, have you seen that's really impacted you? America's dirty. It's just filthy. It's disgusting. Um. Being in Japan, I've realized, like, how they have a genuine respect for people. You know what I mean? They're always respectful, no matter what it is, even if they don't like you. A lot of Japanese are, quote, quote, racist, I'd like to say. Jeez. You know? Because they don't like Americans. You can tell. The ones that don't like Americans, they'll give you the look. They'll give you the smirks or whatever. Yeah. But they'll still be respectful. Osumimusen. Whatever, which is, excuse me. Um, but in America, nah. They'll just say, get the fuck out the way. They won't say shit. They'll bump you. All that holes. I don't think a bunch of people realize, like, in America, you look at somebody the wrong way, you can get shot, bro. Mm. Out here, you just stare. They just stare at you. And you're like, yo, if this was the States, you would not get by. You know how they, they every Sunday, they clean their little town or their area by the community center speaking of making an impact in your community is that something you could see yourself doing yeah that's crazy you talk about that literally yesterday i was thinking if i go back to america i think i'm gonna be that old dude that picks up trash off the ground <laughs> off the highway yeah i was like dude i might do that i mean you started it here yeah why not continue you started the the nimitz park cleanup saying yeah be go part of the community center what's your yeah. idea yeah we need another one for all of us, for the old heads. It's, just, it's disgusting seeing trash, dude. It's like, why not, if you buy it and eat it or whatever, drink it, just fucking throw it away. It's yeah. that hard. It's crazy. So what's the worst place that you think you've ever been to that has, like, the most disgusting town, like, in America? Louisiana. Hmm. I'll say New York. Yeah. When I went to New York, it was it was pretty filthy. Yo, those rats are huge, dude. I've never been to a big city like that, but oh, terrified of rats. They just make me freeze. I I can't move no more. They're like they're about the size, bro. About as long as me and his cover combined. Like they're long and just fat. Cause all you do is throw food on the ground. They eat it. That's a boring season for those guys. So now man, there was just like trash bags everywhere. Like everything above head level, but. So cool, right? Like, you got the billboards, they were playing music in the street, you know, bright lights, all this stuff, and then you just look down, and you're like, holy fuck. And then there's just so many people, too. But, like, 
Yeah. The smell of nails. Yeah, it smells like piss. Everywhere. It smells like piss. Everywhere. Subway, streets. The snow smells like piss. Like. Fucking stinks. Dude, we just need to give the homeless and the people that want to just do drugs all the time, the junkies. One their, place. Their own little place to go. I'll, like, give, yeah. give them free tickets to go there and just stay. Mm. Dirty people. Send them all to California. It's not a vision now, but I definitely think just talking about it, the community center, the like starting your own community center. Most most towns have a community center, but yeah. keeping your area clean, organizing or advertising the fact that you wanna let's clean the streets on this day or or do this thing or being a part of it. It's just having been searching for something to do in the community. I can I can see that being something. You can start it. But right. it's about people actually coming because you can start it and it could just be your family the four or five of you or maybe it's just two and it could just be y'all and you're just sitting there like dang like we put it out because i know a bunch of towns have like facebook groups yeah you put it in there but if it's my off day i'm not gonna do it there's people out there that'll do it though yeah older people that actually care about the community not necessarily there's kids in college that need volunteer hours and that is true though just know how to write a letter of appreciation or keeping a format so that you can get that out for people who need volunteer hours, for sure. Kind of trending nowadays, too, though. I'll say one thing. If you do join the military, volunteer. Because especially if you're unaccompanied, you have no wife, no kids, you're sitting at home majority of the day. Like, I realized that when I first got here, I wouldn't volunteer for nothing. I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't care. And I started volunteering, and I was like, yo, this is actually fun. Like, I'm hanging out with people I enjoy talking to. I'm seeing little kids run around, like... Makes your life better. Yeah. Makes you Helping. happy. For sure. I know this kind of started off with a rocky start, especially with starting stuff, and but I really did appreciate the, the conversation and the time. I hope that you did, too. Wyatt, thank you so much for coming back for, for another round. Round two. And, and I would <laughs> definitely love to have you back again, all of you, if you want to try this again, maybe get a little more smooth. Yeah, I'll take you for round three. Absolutely. I'll be back for a round two. For sure. And a uh, bit more of a structured conversation. I know today was quite open and yeah, yeah. open-ended, even compared to last time when we talked, but I really enjoyed it. Thank you for coming on. It's fun. Please come on again. And it's been a fun discussion. I hope to see you all around, but we're going to have to call it here. Thank you for tuning in to The Journey Mike, and we hope to see you again next time. So.